Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Jesus began his ministry in Galilee, preaching and teaching in the synagogues, gaining quite a favorable reputation. In addition, he was casting out demons and healing people of their various illnesses and maladies. And now he came to his hometown of Nazareth. As was his custom on the Sabbath, he went to the synagogue. He stood up to read and was handed the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. And when he finished reading, he rolled up the scroll and handed it to the attendant and sat down, the position of one who was going to teach. Luke notes that the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. It was a poignant moment. They were waiting for something from their hometown son. And then Jesus said, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Everything that God had promised through the prophet Isaiah had come true at that very moment. Four activities were listed by Isaiah, the preaching of the good news to the poor, the proclaiming of release to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind, the sending away of the broken ones, that is, freedom for those oppressed, forgiveness of sins, and the proclamation that this was the time of God's favor that it was the acceptable year of the Lord. <clears throat> the promised Christ was sitting before them, telling them these wondrous things. It was the right time and the right place, but none of them seemed to grasp the moment. God was opening the door of His mercy to the world, to the Gentiles. But these people stood outside the door and refused to go in. Instead of having joy in the good news that Christ was with them and that He was fulfilling God's promises, these people reacted with hostility and rage. Maybe you've said to yourself, as you hear the rejection of these people who heard Jesus, well, I certainly wouldn't have reacted like that. I wouldn't do that if Jesus walked through the door on Sunday and was asked to read and then to preach. But of course, that's a very safe statement to make, because you wouldn't expect Christ to come walking through the door. It's just not the same as it was in Nazareth that day. Yet Christ is surely present now. Just as he was in the synagogue. A bit later on in Luke's gospel, Jesus sent out the 72 disciples on the first preaching tour, saying this to them, The one who hears you hears me, 
And the one who rejects you rejects me, and the one who rejects me rejects him who sent me. Jesus gave them his own authority, the very authority of the Father in heaven. To reject his servants is to reject Christ, and it is to reject the Father who sent him. Everything prophesied by Isaiah took place in our Lord's earthly ministry. But these things didn't simply stop there. They didn't happen, and then that was the end of it. No, Christ's ministry goes on in this place and at this time. It happens in the divine service every week as God's appointed servants, his pastors, preach the same gospel and administer the sacraments. Here in the divine service is God's open door, the year of the Lord's favor. Here the whole counsel of God is proclaimed and the good news of what Christ has done for all people in his innocent life, suffering, death, and resurrection becomes the focus. The tone of the divine service centers in the forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness and peace are mentioned so many times, one wonders how anyone could miss it. And yet, to reject the ministry which Christ has ordained is to reject Christ himself as well as the Father in heaven. One cannot have Christ without the holy ministry ordained by him, nor can one have the gifts which this holy ministry distributes to his people. Isaiah describes the forgiveness of sins as the proclamation of liberty to those enslaved by sin. We are oppressed by our sins, and they would keep us in slavery forever, except that Christ proclaims the year of the Lord's favor, that time when all debtors were forgiven and prisoners were set free from their prisons. The broken ones are sent away in a forgiven state. They are made whole again by the forgiveness that Christ has won. It isn't that exactly what happens in holy absolution and holy communion. After the main actions of these sacraments are completed, the pastor says to the penitent and the communicant, go in peace. That's release. You are sent away whole, forgiven, free from the accusation of your sin. Here then, in the divine service, is the right place, and it is the right time. In this ongoing ministry of word and sacrament, your Lord comes to you over and over again. In the Holy Christian Church is everything that Christ does for the world. In Christ's church, your Lord comes with his gracious presence to forgive, to renew, to strengthen, to restore sinners to soundness, to comfort sinners with his word of peace. 
yet his church is often treated with contempt, even by some within her. It is obvious to us that the persecution of Christ's church does indeed come from outside of her. The world hates Christ's bride. But take a closer look at the Gospels and the book of Acts, and you must be struck by the fact that the first and most violent persecution came from within the church. The people who sat in that synagogue in Nazareth rose up in rage and tried to kill Jesus by throwing him over the cliff. But because it was not Christ's time to die, he walked through them and went away. What enraged these people so much that Christ was that Christ was sending his gospel out to the Gentiles. And he cited two events from the lives of Elijah and Elisha, two of the Old Testament's greatest prophets. Both had been sent to bring the gospel to Gentiles, one to the widow at Zarephath and the other to Naaman the Syrian. That God wanted to save the Gentiles filled the residents of Nazareth with murderous thoughts that erupted into actions. The preaching of God's Word often brings that kind of reaction, especially when the arrows of God's law sink deep into your heart. But there can be no healing, no restoration unless you see the seriousness of your sin. Unless you despair of yourself, you will constantly believe that you can make up for your shortcomings and sins or worst of all, that your sins really don't matter. While excusing your own sins, you might be very judgmental about someone whose sins seem far worse than your own, considering them unworthy of God's forgiveness. It happened that day in Nazareth, and it still happens in every Christian congregation the ugliness of Nazareth continues to stalk us all. It is true, as Luther said, human reason is easily offended by the ugly shape of the cross. My dear friends, whatever the condition of your heart, whether it is burdened down with the weight of sin or is looking for release and wholeness, this is the time and this is the place for you. Right here, right now, Christ is present to forgive you and to bring you release, to send your sins away into the deepest part of the ocean where they can never be found again. Right here and right now, Christ is present in the blessed sacrament as He gives to you His true body and blood as the guarantee of your release from sin, death, and hell. 
The men who bring you the word of God, the word of Christ and his gifts on the altar, may seem common to you. And they are, because they are sinners, just like you. But there is something else that you need to remember. Christ himself has sent them to you to bring you forgiveness and healing, life and salvation. Our Lord's fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy continues and will do so until the very last day, until that day when he returns to take us to himself in heaven. The year of the Lord's favor is now. This is the time of God's open door, the time of His grace, the time when He welcomes sinners so that He can forgive them and give them eternal life. And that invitation still stands. The door of heaven remains open. And here in this place, this place of our Lord where He has promised to be gracious this place where he is here in his presence to forgive and renew, this place where he heals your brokenness, this place where he nourishes you on your pilgrim way, bringing you at last to your heavenly home, this is the place and this is the time. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus.